0: Josh Burducini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary
1: live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not
0: the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last.
1: It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I worked the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, cuz
0: it's all about the little things. Streaming
1: live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at the
0: You were man on fire last night on
1: the post game. Yeah? Your boy is back. I'm there! And so is football season. This is prime time television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini.
2: Yes, sir. We're doing it and doing it well. So good to have you on board today as we make this thing happen. Living in the future, that's what we are. This is the digital age of sports talk radio, which means what? It's a couple different clicks. That's really it. It's quicker and easier to find the shows that you want to find, like the real NWHAB with your boy Josh Bertaccini here inside of the bunker studio, Team B media style. And we are not even three months into this bad boy cruising past 30,000 listeners and man y'all are adding to it each and every day with your feedback your commentary we're continuing to twist some knobs and screw in some bolts a little tighter or looser in certain spots as the case may be it's gonna be a lot of fun over the coming weeks months and years to build this thing into the juggernaut we know it can be but for now we're just making this thing happen right there on Podbean Live each and every morning. If you have found the show already, it's because you're smart, you're sharp, you're good looking. You obviously have a lot of friends and you know how to press buttons, right? Which is a very underrated skill in this life. Pressing buttons and pressing the right buttons, I should say, as well. We have basketball and football to get to here on the show today as we start to look forward to To the weekend that is now in front of us, Arkansas play in Auburn game is set for three o'clock in three days, which will be great for tailgating because, you know, at the end of the day, it really is in large part about the tailgating. And as long as folks are having a good time in uh, that realm, everything else will fall into place. You know what I'm saying? Everything else will be okay. And uh, I'll tell you what, we are now in the spot where this team has a chance to have a winning streak. It has happened before. Do we count two as a winning streak? Or does it need to be three or four or more? I mean, you tell me. Um, There are a lot of different arguments about what a true streak is. I'd say right now, considering how bad things have gotten, if you beat Auburn again this weekend, that's a winning streak. Back-to-back wins is a winning streak. And then Florida International, that would be three. That would be a legit streak, three in a row. And then Missouri, to wrap it up, the suddenly very confident, swaggerish, the braggadocio-laden Missouri Tigers, who think they are a top-20 program. You could stick it to them to end the season in your house. And there's definitely a path here in the final three games of the year. Now that Arkansas is taking care of the first step, of the business at hand By going into Gainesville And getting that win You give yourself a much better chance Of getting a bowl eligibility Like you're not getting to six wins All at once It's going to take some W's here and there And Sam Pittman and the crew Responding with a 39-36 Overtime victory In the swamp against Florida Very interesting stuff Going down In that regard And I think as we proceed and watch this team play again this weekend, we're expecting more of the same. I think you expect Kenny Guyton to call another good game. Things seemed a little looser, a little more energetic with Kenny Guyton calling the plays. You know, a lot of folks saying, well, there you go. He was the problem all year. The team had some problems last year, too. It's not like this was just Danny Enos. You know what I'm saying? So, Sam Pittman in games, he's had his issues. um, And when the team is firing all cylinders, when he's got a couple of guys who can take care of their own business and he does need to intervene, like Barry Odom, like Kendall Bryles, who was very underrated and underappreciated in his time here. Well, then you reach the point where, you know, you, you have the team pretty much under wraps before you even get up to the head coach. Now we're trying to find new pieces, guys who fit into Sam Pittman's hierarchy, his coaching ideology. Kenny Guyton seems like an early contender to be the OC here, but I'm not sure this staff is coming back together next year in the form we're seeing it in. I think these last three games mean a lot. You know, folks are down on football. Attendance is down. Revenue is down. It's been a down year. You talk Sam Pittman up all you want, I know he's got a, Large faction of folks who just love the guy like this is some sort of political election. You'll just keep him president come hell or high water. I'm more of a results guy if you didn't know. Like, proof is in the pudding. Like, put in the work. Win games. Don't tell me how good you are on Twitter. Go out there and put in work and win games. You know, and maybe when you're three and six, you shouldn't be talking so much smack on the social media. Maybe that's one of the reasons Sam Pittman couldn't handle the social media anymore is because he doesn't like the pushback. I don't think most people do. So maybe you shouldn't be out there as much. doesn't mean you delete your account. Things like see, It feels like things seem to unravel for this season right around the time Sam Pittman deleted his Twitter account. What was that, the BYU loss? Oh, did we know at the time how bad it was going to get with some of the losing? But, I mean, at that point, you seem thinner than a piece of paper. So you're preaching toughness and being as rugged as As any team in the country And yet you can't handle some pushback on social media Now don't get me wrong A lot of folks on social media are knuckleheads You block them off, you mute them out They're idiots and most of them are just people who are cowards And hiding behind fake accounts anyway So you've already won that exchange But if it bothers you that much I think it does say something About your sensitivity level and about how you carry yourself. And maybe you are worried about the wrong things. Look, Auburn's going to come in here with you freeze this weekend and not a lot else. I mean, an Auburn defense that has been generally ranked ahead of the recruiting classes Arkansas has been ranked at, but it's not an explosive offense. Jarquez Hunter, their best player. I mean, I think you're, you're spying and keying in on him all game long. We'll talk about that some more with our man Jermaine Petty tomorrow, our resident minister of defense as we talk about a game plan for Arkansas to get a win against Auburn at 3 o'clock on Saturday down the block here in Fayetteville. But it's coming up, and it's coming up fast. And so I'm excited to see what the Hawks can do. 3 o'clock tailgating will be rocking and rolling early. It's a good time for tailgating because, you know, it, it, it doesn't stretch too far into the day. Folks have a little time to get themselves together and sober up. You would hope. Before making the journey home And please drive responsibly folks You're going to have an adult beverage It's not the best idea Designated drivers are a very smart move In any get together That's where we're at And that's what we're doing Is we're talking Arkansas and Auburn Hogs a slight favorite Against the Auburn Tigers on Saturday Remember Hugh Freeze came into Fayetteville And stuck into the Hogs last year With Liberty And not that Liberty's terrible But they were before Hugh Freeze got there No, Hugh Freeze, one of the most successful coaches against Nick Saban in the modern era. Non-negotiable. I mean, you look at guys who've beaten him a couple of times. There are not many who've done it, right? Jimbo has done it. Uh, Sumlin, I think, did it back in the day. Lane Kiffin maybe has one. I don't think he has two against Bama yet. Um, so you don't have many. Hugh Freeze, I think, has beaten Alabama two or three times, but it's at least two. So he's one of those play calling savants, one of those minds where he's an offensive genius. There's no question about that. Now, does he have the full package as head coach? Like, is he somebody who can bring elite defensive plans and and, and motivate his team like there's no tomorrow? He's pretty good. Hugh Freeze, pretty good football coach. Not a great person, as the trades tell you, you know, certainly believes in an alternate lifestyle, where on the one hand, you know, he said, and I know a lot of people like this. They're big on church. They, they say they're big on Jesus and doing things the right way and being kind to other people and all this yada, yada, yada. And then as soon as, you know, they're halfway down the block, you see these people doing all kinds of things that are very uh, improper. Why don't we just put a like that improper? Well, Hugh Freeze was a big improper guy. A lot of improper during his time at Mississippi. A lot of do as I say, not as I do. And a lot of hotties on that cell phone, certainly that he was hollering at. But these are hotties who are ladies of the night. So how hot are they really? And then also you wonder why the head coach is spending so much time calling these girls all the time. So let's not pretend that didn't happen. I know we love to brush things under rugs. And then a couple years later, be like, no, let's not talk about that again. But that's not me and that's not who I am. We talk about it all. It's fair game for the show, and this is. We talk about it. Hugh Freeze's life disintegrated in front of everyone. Um, Was able to get the gig at Liberty, climb his way back, and slowly but surely found his way back to the SEC. Why? Because it's about feelings in in the SEC and in sports. No. No. It's about winning, and it's about money. And Auburn and the crazies at Auburn knew Brian Harson wasn't the guy, even though I think Gus Malzahn got hustled out the door they're you know way ahead of time to rode that train a little longer into the night is what they should have done. But they did not. Alas, they did not. And um, Hugh Freeze, your head coach now at Auburn, and ha- having a mixed results kind of first year, has them at five and four. They're not great by any stretch. I think their offense is actually kind of unfreeze-like. They don't have a lot of playmakers. And we'll talk some more about the Auburn Tigers as the week unfolds. But from where I am sitting and doing this show right now, you know, just a couple miles away from Razorback Stadium, sure looks like we got ourselves a winnable game coming up around the corner. Uh, great to have you on board today. Josh Bertaccini with you in studio. It's the Bunker Studio, baby. And our question of the day is up for you to weigh in on. A lot of football talk out the gates this morning. The Q-O-D. For you, the people, what is your confidence level in Razorback football making a bowl game this year? What is your confidence level in Arkansas Razorback football making a bowl game this year? And we'll give you some options up on the board. How about zero? How about low, medium, or high? It's like a microwave of confidence level. How hot can you heat this thing up and how quickly can you do it? First couple hundred votes coming in here, Twitter and Facebook. And we will continue to get your responses in and share them with you as we work it through the course of the morning here today. We're going to hear from Hugh Freeze in just a few. Coming up at 7.40, his weekly press conference. Grab some nuggets from that to share with you. Jackson Collier on the basketball he might not live in this state anymore, but he's all over the Hogs from afar. We'll talk a little basketball with him. Mossman sorting out his rotation. Got the chance to get out to the coaching show last night, see Mus and the crew. And uh, man, packed house at Sassy's on college. Good stuff there. Ghettos had a fun time hanging out. They love those coaches' shows. Um, and then this Aaron Rodgers comeback thing. Is that real? This miracle comeback? I just, I hear on the side of no. That the medicine and the science isn't there for that. But Aaron Rodgers has come back from an Achilles tear in three months. Couple of fortnights, my friends. Couple of fortnights. Fortnights? What a weird dude. All right. Um, 20 past. We are into it. 15 minutes into the show already. Josh Burton cheating with you live on the airwaves of Northwest Arkansas and streaming it globally. Live on our website, therealnwajb.com. YouTube. And being Live, of course, if you've got the app on your phone, you know how easy this thing is. You don't even need me to tell you anymore. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little hoopage, and we'll take you through the latest college football rankings, which dropped yesterday as well. It's the Real NWAJB, the sports talk show with choice for Arkansas Razorback fans. We're coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey, folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy, too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844.
1: When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know.
2: When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB.
1: When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Postgame Show with J.B. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at the Real NWA J.B. 90 minutes of postgame reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the headhog himself. It's the People's Postgame Show. 15 minutes after every Razorback game, live on YouTube and Podbean. A Team Bean Media production.
2: Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. You folks are awesome. You make this show so much fun. 17 years and counting of Arkansas Razorback and SEC coverage and We ain't stopping anytime soon, my friends. A little crossover step this summer. It's been fun so far as you get a new project up and off the ground. But I'll tell you this, we have only scratched the surface. A lot of talk show content right now, but there's other fun stuff coming around the corner that I hesitate to tell you about right now. It'd be a disservice to me and and certain other folks to share now, but it's coming soon. I'll tell you that. So keep paying attention, follow, listen, watch, subscribe if you can across the social media universe. At the Real NWA I think you'll like it. You find us on the tweets, the Facebook, the Instagramma for some fun there in the social media spaces, and then you can join us live for the conversation here in the morning, doing it on Podbean, on YouTube, and of course right there on our website, the real N-W-A-J-B.com. And then you get a million and one ways to listen back to the show. On the podcast platforms out there You can do it on Apple, Spotify, Google You can do it on iHeart, TuneIn, Amazon You can do it on all of them You can do it uh, on our website too But I'm just saying, if you want to do it live, great And if you're a DVR kind of person, that works too Flexibility, one of the keys In the modern internet technology age That we are living in You got to be flexible for the people. Um, Arkansas Razorback football trying to stretch and stretch and stretch some more. Talk about flexibility. Can you find a way to bend this thing all the way back to 6-6 and and a bowl game? A lot of talk about Hugh Freeze in the opening monologue this morning and what he is bringing to the table this weekend with Auburn. It's not a great Tiger team, but it obviously has a lot of athletes. And, heck, if you can lose to BYU – and Mississippi State, you can lose to Auburn. Let's let's not lose control of ourselves here. It's not like Arkansas suddenly went out and put all the pieces together and everything is just you know roses or cherry pie or whatever you want it to be. You won one game, very lucky to win it. I'm not I'm not making excuses. Very lucky to win it, but that's one game. But If you lose to Auburn at home this weekend, I would make the argument that you've relinquished. Much of the goodwill that you had summoned, earned with the victory last week. So, you don't want to give it right back. Because if you give it back this week, you're what? You're three and seven, and then you have a late night game against Florida International, not Florida, not Florida State, not Miami, Florida International. You're going to go to watch a three and seven Arkansas Razorback football team, if that's what they are, against Florida International late night in the cold next Saturday. I don't think you are. I mean, judging by the attendance when the weather's been good this year, you haven't been truly interested in going. What do we have, 55000 for Mississippi State? I think you'll see way more than that this weekend. Auburn's a better team. Uh, you want to boo at Hugh Freeze. And you want to see if your boys can actually win two in a row. I mean, there's storylines to get you out of the house, into the tailgate, and um, and, and to go watch this game. Um, I hope the crowd is more enthusiastic, even at three and six, the ones who go, I hope will be more enthusiastic than they were against Mississippi State when that crowd, I know the team gave you nothing to work with, but it was lethargic. There wasn't even booing. It was just bad. Like you got to at least boo the team when they stink and put in no effort. I mean, that was bad. So here we are on the other side. They've won a game after a bye. I think the bye week helped them a lot. And now you got Hugh Freeze coming in here trying to stick it to Arkansas on its own field for the second consecutive season. Those are the stakes. 3 o'clock on Saturday. Headed for a high of 80 degrees in Fayetteville today and then some rain tomorrow to cool it down. Looks like temps will be in the low 60s the next few days. So Saturday afternoon will be perfect. A little bit of cloud cover. Temps in the 60s is going to be a beautiful day. Tailgating will be good. We get one last glorious day because after the FIU game, you get Missouri on Black Friday. And if Arkansas is not playing for a bowl game, that game usually struggles to draw because a lot of people are out of town and the student section is empty. Black Friday is brutal. So to keep a pulse in the final two home games of the season, to draw anything in the last couple of games of the season, you got to win the game this weekend against Auburn um other storylines as we continue in the world of sports college football puts out its rankings and you obviously now have to try to make some sense of what's going on there but i think there's an argument that you know it's the unbeatens and everybody else that's what you have top five teams in the country dropped last night by the college football playoff committee and uh the latest on where we are at, is uh, not that surprising. If you're unbeaten right now, you are going to be at the top. This is not very confusing. And if you've lost a game or two, you're going to slide a ways down this list. And obviously, Air Force having its issues uh, last week makes this a little bit of an easier conversation. Not that you were having to take... Air Force all that seriously, but there's there's something to be said for an unbeaten military team. They're like At the end of the year, you almost just want to work them into it, but for them to play Army, who's also pretty good this year, and get drilled like that, what was it, 23 to 3 last week, now we don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. Air Force has lost the game. Army's not that good this year, 3-6, and six, huh? But Air Force has lost the game, so that's out. So what you got is five teams. The five power five unbeatens. Ohio State Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. That's your top five in that order. Now, you compare that to the AP top five, what the difference would be four and five are the same in both, Florida State and Washington. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan in the CFP order. And the AP poll, it's Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. So they like flip the order. Whatever the case, top four will make it. This is the last year of a four-team college football playoff before it expands to, what, 12 teams next year? Is that what we're doing? My goodness. Just put them all in. gonna be good for Arkansas. I'll give you more a chance creeping in the playoff one of these years. I don't know about next year, but one of these years. So those are the five up top. Um, you know, if Washington wins out, it's going to be hard to keep them out. Ohio State and Michigan play each other, so one of them is going to lose. Uh, if Georgia wins out, they'll be there. Florida State, same. There's a really good chance it's Georgia, Florida State, Washington, and the winner of Ohio State and the uh, winner of Ohio State, Michigan. That's what it'll probably be. And I see the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, playing Washington, and Georgia playing Florida State in your college football semifinals. But we still have a few games left. A lot can happen. Alabama's playing as well as most teams right now, and they're ranked eighth. Texas seventh. Oregon sixth. Ole Miss 9, Penn State 10. So you have some teams hanging right behind in the rankings who would benefit mightily if things broke in their direction here. Uh, how about the games coming up this weekend? Michigan-Penn State, a at 11 a.m. on Fox. That'd be a nice way to get your college football Saturday started here in three days. Michigan a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Bama plays at 11 at Kentucky on ESPN. Tied, uh, tied favorite by 10-and-a-half on the road. How about that? Other games of note. Florida State home for Miami. stayed favored by 14. Washington home for Utah, favored by 9.5 in that game. Georgia home for Ole Miss, favored by 10.5 there. And who are we missing? And that's all the big ones. Those are all the teams who are still factored into it. SEC beyond the uh Alabama action. And uh, some and the Arkansas game. What you got? Alabama, Kentucky at eleven. Vandy and South Carolina. Nobody cares at eleven. Two thirty. CBS number thirteen. Tennessee number fourteen. Missouri. That's a good game. They're both seven and two. Auburn and Arkansas. Three o'clock. SEC Network. Hogs favored by three. Over under unders forty eight and a half. I will have your post game show streaming live on YouTube and Podbean, and right there for you at your post post game tailgate or in your car or whatever. We got the people's post game show 630 to eight o'clock on Saturday night. So uh, what less than 15 minutes after the game wraps up, we're waxing. And then you know what? 90 minutes later, we're done. And then the post show podcast is there for you before any of the other folks get on the air and do a so-called post game show. We've already got the post show podcast playing. That's kind of funny. It's like we've done two shows before other people think about doing one. Because what are they doing? I I don't know. Florida at and they, might, they don't take it as seriously. That's fine. Sports is life and death, y'all. Around here, life and death. Florida and LSU 630 on the SEC network. Ole Miss and Georgia, six o'clock on ESPN. Georgia at 10 and a half point home favor. That's a great game, too. Number nine and number two. And Mississippi State AM is interesting. Aggie's in some trouble. Five and four. Game six thirty, ESPN two. So it's a pretty good college football slate this weekend. I think the games you have are actually kind of tasty. NFL this week, Panthers-Bears, yucky, yucky on Amazon Prime for the Thursday night game tomorrow night. I think Justin Fields is supposed to be back for the Panthers. Frankfurt gets another home game. Colts and Patriots will go to Germany. Gross, 8.30, coming up on Sunday morning. Um, games of note, Saints and Vikes is a big one. They're both 5-4 and four at noon on Fox, contending for a postseason spot. In the NFC. Uh, Niners and Jags. Niners off a of bye week. That's noon on Fox. Browns-Ravens a good game at noon. Lions' charge is not terrible at three. Chargers have slowly come back. Cowboys home for the Giants' favor by 17. Dallas going to rip them. The Giants are terrible right now. They might be the worst team in the league. Um, might be. Seahawks and Commanders. Not bad. Jets play the Raiders. Jets and Raiders. And the frozen tundra of... No, that would be Green Bay. But Jets and Raiders, it's like the 68 AFC title game all over again. Where's Daryl LaMonica and Kenny Stabler when you need them? You know, Broadway Joe's always around offering an opinion, wearing a fur coat, trying to kiss all the honey babies. Jets favored by a point and a half in Vegas. That would be a fun one to be at this weekend. Yeah. If anybody wants to go to Vegas to watch Jets Raiders, we can fly out early Sunday and then fly back Monday afternoon. We'll make it a one-night deal. And, you know, what possibly could go wrong? And then Broncos and Bills Monday night at 7.15. What an atrocious Monday night game this week. The NFL schedule this week is pretty garbage. Just is. Hoops. Arkansas and Gardner-Webb on Friday. The ladies by the skin of their teeth last night. Held on for dear life against Louisiana Monroe. That was a battle the whole way through. La Monroe's not a terrible team. We'll see if the Arkansas... Razorback women's basketball team can have itself a decent year. They win their opener. Guys play Friday against Gardner-Webb who returns a bunch of talented guards. You got some really scrubby games here. Early Gardner-Webb, ODU. Um, I'm forgetting another one. They play UNC Arlington, UNC Asheboro. Um, And then around December they got Lipscomb and Eveline Christian. Look, these are feisty teams though. And you play these games really to test yourself in different ways. So I don't, I don't think... You know, it's so much about your opponent in those games. I just don't. We'll see what happens. Basketball, getting going. Must trying to sort out his rotation. Fun time of the coach's show last night. Going to hear some of his thoughts. We hope coach feels better soon. He is uh, very clearly under the weather right now. It is 7.38 if you're listening bright and early. And if you're doing it later, way to go, baby. Make it happen on your own time, anytime you want to do it. Make it happen on your own time. And we can do that for you. As we work it through the course of the morning, follow, listen, watch, subscribe at the real N W A J B. And um we're coming at you live from the Team b Media Bunker Studio. Josh Bertini, all the way home, baby, if you're doing it on the drive home from work. That works too, right? Quick break, come back. Q free sound is next. Stay tuned. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution, a basement burger den with a funky vibe, great food, casual American eats and a big time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week, except Sunday open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey, Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called. And he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work, to branding new businesses, or rebranding an existing business, to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram, at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too.
1: Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com.
2: Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA-JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning Monday through Friday for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA-JB. there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend. Two.
1: Intense Party Rentals, whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out, Intense Party Rentals, Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey.
2: Your boy is back, and so is football season. It's a very American sports talk show. You would hope the listeners were here in the U.S. of A., but some scattered around the world, over 20 countries, 48 states have tuned into the show at least once, once, which is pretty incredible, too. Love that. So much going on today as we continue the conversation, Arkansas Razorback football and basketball and the wide world of sports beyond. A lot of good football talk in there. Before uh, Hugh Freeze, let's go there.
0: Talking yesterday about Arkansas. Here we go. Watching the film yesterday, with, um, yeah, there was a lot of good things and, and some that they were not so good, and then some that had we made certain plays, uh, the game would have been um, firmly in control and um, don't know that we can have those not go our way uh, this week in Arkansas. Um, really impressed with them think they've lost five games by one score or less to really good football teams and obviously they're coming off of a big win on the road in Gainesville and I think they've got a lot of motivation and it's, um, it's a very scary team. I think they're doing a really good job. They're really good on defense stopping the run and uh, obviously KJ's uh, had respect for him for many years now and I knew him out of school and he's a, he's a great leader and um they've kind of gone back to playing um like they did last year offensively, it appears. so um and they seem much more comfortable confident. So we got a, our hands full with that, excited about win at Vanderbilt again. thank our fans. I thought they were incredible, showed up and um really felt like we um, were at a uh, neutral site game at worst, and really just never had any problem communicating or anything. And and I think our fans were just incredible. So um, we're looking to become bowl eligible. I think that's big in year one. Um, Jarquez has had some good games. Peyton has uh, completed around 70% of his passes the last two weeks and five TDs with one interception. That was a bad choice, Um, but it's been solid. Um, And that's with, Several drops. Really, I think we had seven drops as as when I tallied after watching the film. So we had three scores of fifty plus yards. And that's the uh, second time that's happened in twenty years. So we're starting to see some signs of um, of some good things, but we've just got to we got to clean up the ones that are not so good and 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 make all the ones that come our way that we do have good calls and we execute it correctly and. You know, we had two touchdowns called back. Jarquist scored on two runs, both called back. Both were good calls. They were penalties. And um just neither one had to happen. You know, not one time have we ever discussed cutting from the tight end position. Uh, not one time, nor do we practice that. um And then Valdo sold on the last one that Jarquist ran in, just it didn't have to do it. Um, and so we've uh, we've got to we've got to lock in and be a little more focused uh, and clean some of that up, uh, or, or those will hurt us in these upcoming games.
2: Hey, you said last week that you were more involved in the game planning uh, offensively. Seem like are you calling some plays now? You seem more involved in that on, on
0: the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a collaboration. Um, um, you know, I'm very involved in and and. and but uh, Mani is, uh, Monty's calling his share too. And it's, uh, it's just, it's a partnership and kind of depends on how it's going. And, um, you know, but I'm very involved with what's on the call sheet for sure. And what, what shouldn't be on there.
2: You like like a golfer watching putts fall. How important is just comp, just seeing plays happen and, and success on offense and just starting to kind of believe? Is that is that
0: a big deal? Yeah, I thought uh, you know we we played with some confidence and swagger last week, uh, particularly the first half, and then um, you know got off to a fast start and was really optimistic about some of the. I really really felt good about our. Um, I worked hard at, at at explosive plays and and the possibilities of those, and really felt good about our chances at having some explosive plays. and um, And we could have, we did have, so we had some, but it should have been more. And um, I think the more we're successful at doing that, the more confidence.
1: Hey, Coach, uh, with KJ
2: Jefferson getting to watch him over the years, he's so difficult to bring down. I know you emphasize tackling and practice, but how much is that going to be a point of coaching this week to make sure that you bring him fully to the ground because he is so strong?
0: Yeah, he is. Genius. It's amazing some of the tackles he gets out of and then extends plays. So that will be uh, certainly an area that uh, we've got to. I mean, you, you watch him enough, you know, you're not going to get him on the ground every single time. You just hope that uh, those are not. Um, explosive runs or explosive passes that happen after you um, miss him. Um, He's very, very strong and very, very difficult to get on the ground. Folks, a couple of weeks ago, um, you mentioned that you have uh, what you you phrased a put up or shut up. You know, conversation with Peyton Thorn.
2: He, he averaged about thirty throws a game at Michigan State before he got here. Over the last two weeks, you've thrown the ball significantly more. He expressed any frustration to you about the volume of throws uh, in the game plan?
0: No, not not about the volume. We we were both frustrated, and we we talk openly. I don't ever remember it wasn't a, a case where I need a certain volume of throws. I mean, there's a lot of really good football teams that are finishing games now. If you go look at the stats, 12 for 19 or 16 for 19, and um, it's never about volume uh, for him nor I. Um, It's about executing what the plan is and executing it well and um, throwing accurate balls to the right spot. Um, So... Never been one to say it needs to be X amount, nor nor has has he expressed that either. Hugh Freeze sound this
2: morning as we continue on the real NWA JB. Getting ready for Arkansas and Auburn on Saturday. This game's a three o'clock get-go, which is right in the middle of the day. That's fine. But then 6:30 the next week against Florida International. What in the world is going on there? A very surprising turn of events on that schedule and then of course you had the uh the deal right after that with missouri that game is set for what three o'clock on black friday kind of brutal you wonder about the attendance for these last couple games of the year i definitely do and i feel like the auburn attendance was essentially rescued by arkansas beating florida because if you don't win that game I'm not sure you would have seen forty-five, fifty thousand 50,000 people for this game. So it's been a brutal season for the Hogs from that standpoint. The schedule did you no favors this year. What a terrible schedule. Just very, very um, unlucky to draw what you ended up drawing. But you take the cards that you're dealt. You give it the best you can. And um, nobody's going to cry you a river. Nobody's looking to cry Arkansas a river. That is for sure question of the day today. It's a good one. You got three games left to go. I'm asking you point blank here. What is your confidence level in Razorback football making a bowl game this year? What is your confidence level in Razorback football making a bowl game this year? You've got three games left to go. We knew you'd have to go 4-0 in November, but you got three games left to go and you're going to have to win them all. So that means Auburn this weekend after the victory in the Swamp. That means FIU at night. And that means Missouri, who's been like a Texas A&M thorn in your side for a decade at the end of the year, even though Hawk fans, for whatever reason, seem to block that game out every year. Confidence level in Razorback football. Making it to a bowl game this year. Where are you at? Zero, low, medium, or high? Where do you come in there? First couple hundred votes in early this morning. Question up for less than an hour. How about 50% on Twitter saying low? You have low confidence that this team will be able to summon what it takes to make a bowl game this year. I mean, I could understand that. What would give you a lot more confidence right now? No, not too much. Zero confidence is 25% that's disturbing one in four is totally checked out on this team but i think that's part of the problem we're seeing here i think that's honest how about 25 percent saying medium confidence medium confidence and high getting almost no votes so really it's 24 49 24 3 that is the vote three percent going for high confidence In this Arkansas Razorback team uh, making it to a bowl game. Facebook crew's been outstanding on the responses all year. Y'all are so active and fun. How about Johnny T? Low. They show me they can beat Hugh Freeze in Auburn. My confidence will go to medium. That's fair. How about Joey B? Medium. Tony B? Medium. Scotty? Low, but we have to beat Missouri. Too many family in that Kansas City market are laughing at us every year. That's fair, Scott. How about Timbo? Medium. Auburn's always tough. Missouri always seems ready. Ain't going to be easy. Tyler, zero to low. I just don't believe we have the team to win out. Gregory, medium. Vanessa, medium. Clay, medium to low. Missouri game will be a tough one, even at home. Kevin, low to none. Drink has Missouri looking prime. And I think last week doesn't have me holding my breath every week. Fair enough. Philip, JB, good question. I'm probably somewhere in the low to medium range. Todd, medium. I believe defense gives us hope. Danny Boy says... Oh, medium rare. Okay. Joshua, medium, tough Missouri game. Could be a redefining season win to close it out. Michael says low, but not zero. And Zachary says medium Missouri is going to be that hurdle to end this season. Y'all are crushing it. Making this show a lot of fun for me. It's a strong hour in play for you so far. The little hoop sock with Jackson Collier coming up on the other side. Reminder we are there for you every day of the week, except Sunday, streaming the show live, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., coming at you for 90 minutes. And then, of course, on Saturdays, the People's Post Game Show, less than 15 minutes after every Arkansas Razorback football game. And basketball game all season long. We are the only show out there taking your calls and sounding off on of what went down. By the time we're done, I think some other people try to do one, but it's too late for them. We're having a good time this morning. Eight o'clock, an hour in. Let's take a break. We'll come back. A little JC, going to get you some Hugh free sound there before the break. Question of the day. Awesome responses this morning. What is your confidence level in Arkansas Razorback football making a bowl game this year? It's The Real NWHJB with your boy Josh Bertuccini, Team B Media live from the Bunker studio. Hang tight, and I promise you, we're coming right back. Stick around.